You are tampering with forces you can't understand. We have major corporations sponsoring this event. You are tuned in to the Fantasy Wire HQ Quick Cast. Today's show is brought to you by Full Time Fantasy, home of the Fantasy Football World Championships. We're also a proud member of the Full Time Fantasy Network. Check them out online at fulltimefantasy.com. Oh, yeah. I had to let that one bump out a little bit. Suicidal Tendencies, Possessed to Skate, released released in June 1987. A young Frank B. bumping around the skateboard streets. What was I rocking back then? Probably a Mike McGill or a Vision Gator. Oh, I don't remember. I should have saved all those old decks. But, man, I had the radio out. The crew would be out in the street skating, building ramps. I'll get back to why this is relevant shortly. But first, hey, today is going to be a great episode. Pretty jacked. It's going to be a good show today. Thank you for jumping on. I'm your host, Frank B. You can follow me on Twitter at FantasyWireHQ. Bookmark the website at FantasyWireHQ.com. As always, I appreciate you listening. Be sure to follow on Twitter. Subscribe to the pod wherever you're listening. Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, you know all the you know where to go for that stuff. Always, always appreciate it. It means a lot. I get a lot of good feedback from people, good and bad, and uh, I appreciate it all. So this episode series is going to grant you all access. This is the second one of the Fantasy Wire HQ All Access War Room. But first, if you missed episode one, just real quick, here's the recap. I'm going to put together three critical episodes. They'll get you ready for your upcoming fantasy draft. Hopefully you can execute a successful draft and enter that room as the guy to beat. The episodes are going to give you a peek behind the curtain into my fantasy football and NFL thoughts. So basically how I prep, I can talk about things that work for me, things that may have not. What you do with that is up to you, but just some advice to get you on track for a successful 2020 season. And as always, we all know that drafts, you don't win your fantasy league on draft day, but if you can come out of the gate strong, that goes a long way during the first quarter of the NFL season, which is typically say up to week three, four, the craziest. It's random. You you have no players are knocking rust off. You, you just don't know what to expect in the, the fantasy landscape. So last week we discussed the plan. That was episode one, the plan. Go back and give that a listen so you can get caught up. It's a quick cast. It's only 30 minutes. There's also a special announcement at the end. And so since the cat's out of the bag, it's regarding Scott Fishbowl 10 SFBX. And I'm choosing my Scott Fishbowl League to profile on this series 
and throughout the entire season so you can follow along with me and everything I do in that league. And I'll discuss the whole fishbowl um, at the end of this episode. I'm going to get to the fantasy content first, and then I'll jump into the fishbowl and what I'm going to do there. But hey, I mean, I've looked deep into the Twitter, Twitter world, Twitter sphere, whatever you want to call it, and I can't find anybody giving away trade secrets. Maybe I'm an idiot, but that's fine. Again, I'm doing this with no strings attached. There's no Patreon. There's no ESPN-style pay-for-premium content. All I ask is that you share the episode, give me a follow, whatever. That would be great. I appreciate it. Um, this is this is how we're going to roll with the series, all right? So each episode is going to be one complete topic. I'm going to lay out about four important bullet points. We're going to review some poll stuff. We'll talk about what they mean, how you can use them or interpret them, and then just some general thoughts around those topics, how they can benefit you in your own individual draft and your leagues for this season. Everybody's in all kinds of work leagues, home leagues, friends leagues, all kinds of stuff. And every single one of them is pretty different. You got a different pool of people. Their skill levels are all different. Their NFL IQs are all completely different. A lot of moving parts, a lot of different perspectives. So today's episode is going to be called The Prep. So let's go. All right, so the four bullet points I'm going to lay out. Hey, come on now. What the? Oh, somebody called you? Anyway, four bullet points. <laughs> Decide on your plan of attack, right? Okay, how am I playing it this season? What am I going to do? I'm going into draft. Am I going to go running back heavy? Am I going to go balanced approach? We talked about these ideas a little bit on the last episode but we got to commit to something here so running back heavy a best player available balanced balanced usually works for me best player available and i like to see within the first maybe three four picks how the draft is playing out and usually you know there'll be a run on a position you got to recognize that and be able to adapt and get with it pretty quick those are that's usually the first big speed bump every fantasy draft you know but look at your league do you have custom scoring settings? What are the specifics? Because if you go in unprepared, you don't know what kind of team you want to build. It's got to fit your league. And everybody's doing custom scoring now, which is super popular. It's the biggest trend, I think. It doesn't seem like a lot of people talk about it. And I it depends because certain leagues I've tried to implement it, everybody's real open. And then other ones, they're not. And I mean, they don't have to be custom ridiculous stuff, but like tight end premium, things like that, different styles. And then you can tweak them from there. I usually always have like a co-commish in my leagues that I do commish. And we'll get together and just be like, does this sound fair? Is this a good idea? Is it a bad idea? Does it suck? And we'll write them all out and scratch ones off, maybe tweak something else. It's a good idea. And then make sure everybody's on board with it and they understand what you're changing and how it's going to be a benefit to the league. Good idea. The next one would be research. And that's basically going through some position groups, specific teams, Pick your guys. Who do you like? Uh, who you know? What? Where do you live? Start with that, right? What, are you in Green Bay? All right, Packers. I better know the Packers better than anybody. I freaking live here, right? You live in L.A. You better know the Rams and the Chargers like the back of your hand. You know those guys, right? Use that to your benefit. Those are guys. Identify any people on that team, players that people aren't talking about. Maybe there's some stories on every team that the national, you know, Twitter national media, whatever, they don't know like you know because you're local. So use that to your advantage. Look at some other teams and 
maybe it's another team you got your eye on, player that you got your eye on, do a little research, dive into to the groups and how the groups line up with your league mates. What does everybody in your group like as far as is everybody pretty, you know, running back heavy in your league? Or are they pretty much they all go for tight ends? So figure that out. Make you know, make that a note. Uh next would be make a custom cheat sheet. We'll talk about that. How to make one, put one together for yourself. It doesn't have to be some Andy Reid, you know, Denny's menu card play menu, but make a cheat sheet that works for you and that's efficient for what you're trying to do in the draft. And the last one, number four, would be mock until perfection, man. Sleeper, MFL, Yahoo, whatever your app platform that you're using, run some mock drafts. And I know mocks are tough because you can do a ton of them and then draft day goes nothing like that. But you always got to consider in a mock draft, people are trying out strategies, right? They're going to do some something different to see what happens. And that's good, but don't put too much faith in the ADP that comes to those mocks and where a player went and try to apply that to where he could go in real life. People are practicing, and that's the idea of it. If you can get into a mock with your um, some friends that aren't in your league, that's always a good idea and say, hey, just trying to do a, like a serious mock draft where let's pretend we're putting a real team together and really go at it. They're not your league mates, but if you can get a couple of people to jump in and, and do it and really try, that's kind of a good idea to gauge where, where people are feeling on players and areas they may go. So let's get into a couple polls. I only got a couple that I ran on Twitter that I thought were pretty interesting. The first one here is I put in there, what is your draft approach? 12% of people said zero prep to show up and draft, baby. 14% are taking a fantasy football magazine, and that's it. 73% are going full research and a notebook into that damn thing. So that's, I was kind of glad to see that. I really didn't think it'd be that big that that many people do. I figured the winning vote would be a fantasy football magazine, and that's it, right? But hey, that's a good, I'm I'm pretty pleased with that result. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. 73%, that's pretty damn good. So that's good. You guys do your research. Do look into that stuff. That's that is absolutely great stuff. The next poll, and this is kind of like a draft day poll here. What typically can derail your draft? A side chat, 19% of people said side chat. 22% lack of organization. 27% said connection or tech issues, that kind of stuff. And then 30% said not prepared. So that kind of jives with that prior poll, about 73 on the research and about 30 not prepared. So I that kind of jives with me. I can see that. I like it. And it's the it's the complete truth. Side chats for me, I go full ADD in those damn things. If I start typing in a side chat in the middle of the draft, I'm lost. But what I like to do is throw some stuff in there and then ignore it and let other people get going and hopefully they mess up, <laughs> go past their picks or not pay attention because you're too busy chatting up whoever's answering your question or replying to something you said. So I can see that I do that one does kick my ass sometimes. I stay out of them now, but man, that used to mess me up. Lack of organization. Yeah, get your stuff together, man. Get the cheat sheet ready. If you're taking a magazine, highlight the stuff you're really wanting to reference during the draft. Maybe it's stats, maybe it's players, teams. And then the connection and tech issues, you got to get that dialed in before the draft. If you get to the draft early, set your laptop up, get everything set, reset modems, whatever you got to do, test the connections. Do it on your phone, whatever you're bringing the draft on, get it ready. And then the, you know, being prepared, you got to be prepared, man. 
do all that stuff together, be ready, no, no issues. That's the way to go. Two, two points out of there, going back to the first four, are creating the perfect cheat sheet for you. And I'm going to talk a little more about this into the Scott Fishbowl segment because I'm going to detail how I do mine. But it's really easy. All you really need is an Excel program. Just get Excel out, open it up, import some players, data, names, stats, all that good stuff. Get ADP values. You know, you can do a lot of different things with this sheet to make it work for you. We'll talk about that in a minute. We talked about the mock drafts, mock until perfection. Another thing is that keep notes when you do those mock drafts and just give yourself a grade. And, you know, how do they look? How did that team come out? Is it is it what you thought it would be? You Maybe you did running back heavy. Is that what you thought it would be? Is it not what was good, what was bad? And just make a couple little chicken scratch notes on it and keep rolling. Get, you know, maybe five to ten mocks under your belt and then go back and see what team you like the best and say, okay, well, this one actually worked for me. And then maybe build something off of that. It's a good idea. I like doing that. I do it every single season. And it doesn't have to be, you know, a long form article, but just write a couple notes of how that team turned out, what you think of it. Hey, this team sucks. Oh my God. How did I get stuck after this guy? There was nobody or, or whatever the case. So do some stuff like that. It'll really help you get comfortable when you start seeing the board and all the players going off. So that would be the best things you can do to get ready here as far as prep goes. For your fantasy draft so being the quick cast we're going to transition to the scott fishbowl this is the war room i'm taking you inside let's go Freaking Kings X. I completely forgot about that band. And then I find them with a fishbowl song. So how appropriate is that, right? Going back to the intro bump, Suicidal Tendencies, the skateboard is relevant because I am in the skateboard division on the Scott Fishbowl Fantasy Leagues. It's a, it's a toys theme. He's got everything from Uno, Scrabble, board games. I think Garbage Pail Kids are in there. And when I'm looking through these toys... There was a few that I could connect with for being back when I was a kid. And then when I saw skateboard, I said, holy, no, I, that's it right there. I want it. Give it to me. I was a diehard skater back in the day. BMXer, freestyle. I was X Games before the damn X Games. And God, that was those were the best days of my life. They were so fun. So fun. But lots of broken ankles, collarbones, wrists, all that stuff. I got all the scars on my knees and legs to show for it. So. But all right. So we talked about... Scott Fishbowl settings last time. Real quick, we went over them in episode one, but I do want to get back to those because they're very interesting, and this is going to set up how I make my cheat sheet and how I look at some data. So the basic scoring in this league, this is right off scottfishbowl.com. For the 10th season, we've got passing, six-point passing touchdowns, negative four points for an interception. Whoa, that is a gut punch. If it's a pick six, it's minus two. You get one point, these quarterbacks get one point for 25 passing yards, two points for the two-point conversions. If they get sacked, it's negative one. If they throw an incompletion, negative one. 
And if they throw a completion, it's caught, it's a half a point. So that completely, completely changes the way you look at quarterbacks in this league, in this draft, everything. Everybody is a player. Rushing for the running backs, six-point touchdowns, one point for 10 yards rushing, half a point for a first down. So I'm looking at running backs that can get first downs at half a point. Receiving, same six-point receiving, one point for 10 yards, half a point for a first down, and another half a point for reception. So it's kind of like a PPR without a PPR, right? The five and the five. So those guys are at a premium as far as receivers go. The first down guys, the, the heavily target guys, half and half. Okay, I can get with that. The tight end, same, half a point for first down, half a point per reception. And then on returns, six points for any return touchdown, six points if your player recovers a ball in the end zone for a touchdown. So interesting scorings. They do change year to year. This is only my second year. I had to wait to get in and play, which is fine. And I see a lot of people upset um, on there with not getting in. And it's, yeah, it's a disappointment, but it's it's charity. It's, I mean, it's above the fantasy game. It's more than the fantasy game. The fantasy game is secondary. The charity is primary and this year he wanted you know donate to your charity of choice and do something local which is a very good idea i i would always highly recommend that i'm rolling with big brothers big sisters organization out here by me in wisconsin and i work with them it's a great program i came up in the program as a kid and that's the charity of my choice that i'm repping all season long so check them out check out your local ones and Basically, too, with the podcast that I'm doing, the the all access, I just wanted to do something, too, to open it up to people that didn't get in the Scott Fishbowl. Maybe you guys get in next year. You got to get that, you know, submit your email in the site as quick as you can whenever it's open. But uh, maybe it's next year you get in. Well, here's a little something that will get you ready and know what to expect. Because last season, I didn't know what to expect. And that draft was very, very interesting. I went over the draft results on episode one of this War Room all access series. That was an interesting, I thought I was prepared, but I don't think I really was. So this is some stuff I just want to pass along and um, maybe do something with it, see what you think. So for me, going back to the four bullet points here, I'm going to take this week because this is draft week. The draft is um, coming up next Saturday or I think it's the third, no, fourth or fifth or something maybe. Hold on, July 6th. And it's an email draft, slow style. So it'll be through MFL. Eight-hour pick timer. Hopefully that gets done pretty quick. Last season, the people that I was in in the division were pretty good. We went through that pretty damn quick. So 22 rounds, snake draft, and uh, overnight shutoff from 2 a.m. to 8 a.m., which I like. That's fair. you got to do that. And we'll see how that rolls coming up next week. And I'm going to be traveling, and hopefully... I can sit down at the laptop and get that first pick in under my belt and get a lay of the land. So going back to the bullet points for me and Scott Fishbowl, decide on your plan of attack. All right. So the scoring settings I reviewed, the quarterback focus, I'm looking, I got to split. I don't know. I I guess I'd I'd split the draft into like four quarters. Right. And then I'm going to look at the ADP and I'm not going to, I don't think, Earlier in the week, last week, I was pretty set on ADP and using that as a uh, a good point of emphasis, but I don't think I'm going to put that much stock in it now because the more I'm looking around these mocks on Twitter 
and things. I think people are, like I said earlier, doing their own little strategies to see what works. So the ADPs that come out of that mock that you find online, that hit ain't going down like that on Scott Fishbowl. So I'm going to reference it. I'm not going to really emphasize it. So I'm going to group the ADP into those rounds. So like I said, I'm going to lay out, if you lay out your whole draft board, if you think of your sleeper app draft board, um, I'm going to cut it up four ways, like four quarters. So you get like a top half, the mid and the end, right? And then I'm going to research. I do want to research some of the mocks just to see what people are picking in the spots because I don't, I've got the three spot and I've never, I'm never up that high. I'm always at the back end, either dead last, maybe in the middle of a fifth to eighth. That's always my luck of the draw. I never get top, you know, three. So I'm pretty jacked, you know, that I got that because I never get that. So with the third, now my head's just blowing up because I've, I've never really drafted from the three spot. So I'm going to look at some strategy here for research. What I'm doing is I'm going to research quarterback stats. I'm going to research tight end. I think quarterback tight end are going to be my two premiums. And if I jump over to the cheat sheet that I've got here, I've got players and their finals from Scott Fishbowl nine. And I've got another column with what they turn into if it was SFBX scoring applied to SFB nine, what they would have scored. It's completely different. It's a whole nother world. I've got a rank points per game, everything, all the good stats. So if I look at the top 10 of this squad of, you know, your SFB X, the current scoring settings applied to last season, here are your top 10 quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson, of course, Deshaun Watson at the two, or I'm sorry. Yeah, Deshaun Watson at the two, Prescott, Russell Wilson, Pat Mahomes, Drew Brees, Josh Allen, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, Carson Wentz, Ryan Tannehill. So look at look at those guys. Uh, <laughs> you know the tops. <laughs> you're looking at the back of Derek Carr. Okay, you're going to draft him and put a little premium on him? I guess so. The scoring, the way it lays out. But that's not the end-all, be-all because I want to know What's the quarterback efficiency? What's their completion percentage? Who's completing the most passes out of this group? That's, you know, that's a big deal. So if I take the completions and I sort them, my Excel does not like me right now. Let's go, man. Matt Ryan is the leader. 408 completions. Jerry Goff, 394. Phillip Rivers, 390. Dak Prescott, 388. Carson Wentz, 388, Jameis Winston, 380, Tom Brady, 373, Derek Carr, 361. So looking at the, you know, your leaderboard of completions, those are some guys that I'm going to have in my crosshairs. I, I want to cut that up into top 10, top 25, and so on, and apply that. Where I'm going to take them, listen, I'm going to tell you guys damn near everything, but I can't tell you what player I'm taking first or what position I'm taking first. I don't know if the league mates are listening to this, so I got to keep some secrets at bay. However, at the end and after the draft, I will spill the beans and break it all down because there's a couple other nuggets that I'm, I'm doing here as far as research. But okay, the completions, yeah, that's a big key. The yardage, the touchdowns. Okay, well, completions are nice, but then go over to interceptions. Who's, well, obviously Jameis Winston, but you don't want to go grab a guy with all those completions, right? And then have the ton of picks. So Baker Mayfield, 21 picks. Phillip Rivers, 20. Okay, so Rivers could be overdrafted if somebody's looking at, all those completions and saying, Hey, I like that. Yeah. He's, he's efficient, man. But then he's got 20 picks, negative four points, Jared Goff, 16, Kyle Allen, Matt Ryan, 14. 
So that that plays a big role. How do I want to cut that up as far as order of importance? You know, do I just follow like a, a basic rank of what they'd be? Or do I go cut it up into different slices of the pie and elevate a player based on A, his, you know, start out with A, your rank, B, your completions, and then C, I'm going to pull C by interceptions, right? And then make some highlights of players I like in that group. I think that right now that's how I'm leaning. I think I'm going to do that. This is my week to prep. So doing this podcast right now, I'm going to start prepping afterwards and during the week, probably on my lunch at work, after work, and just try to do a little each day. And I haven't done much yet except jot a lot of notes down and try to think of some theories and ways I want to attack it. So this will be my first for the quarterbacks. I think I want to sort it in three ways and pick an importance to maybe three categories because if I'm splitting hairs on too many things, you're not going to have a good cheat. You're just not. you got to keep it simple. So jump into the tight ends. They're also at premium, the half point for first downs, half point on receptions. Target-wise, I mean, Travis Kelsey's your target hog, then Darren Waller last season, Kittle at 107, Zach Ertz, 135 targets last season, Mark Andrews, 98. I thought he'd be over 100, but he wasn't. He's still a dog, right? The uh, first down receptions, if we look at those, your top leader in first down receptions, Travis Kelsey, of course, Darren Waller, Kittle, Ertz, Andrews, Hooper. So those are efficient guys that are grabbing first downs and moving the chains. Mark Andrews, 10 touchdowns out of the group. You got to like that. You got to like that. So same kind of thing. I could sort those by a rank, cut up my field into who's getting targeted the most, and then go over to the first down reception, see who's getting the most, and then maybe some kind of combination of that. But I do want to see who's getting the yardage because there's a lot the yardage is a little skewed once you get outside of the top three with kelsey waller kittle everybody else is 900 800 7 6 650 607 that that's all over the place yards per reception that's another good stat that could be key i think this scott fishbowl 10 is a little it's a super flex but it's almost like best ball because you want uh, you want the highest score every week right there's a lot of bonuses and hurdles and you don't want to go backwards the quarterbacks man not only is it dynasty to where or super flex that you're gonna put two quarterbacks in there but there's a lot of penalties if your quarterback's having a bad day so you've got to think and factor that in and maybe it's schedule i should definitely bring in that schedule i you know strength the schedule to see who's got a a nice slate of the season (laughs) maybe it's the opening first and second quarter of the season maybe it's the third and fourth when i need to really get into that championship round for fantasy. That's very important. Who are they playing? What teams are are easy on their schedule? What ones are going to be tough? Playoff seedings, that's going to play a big role too. So I think just breaking this down right now, and this is all fresh. I mean, I'm not prepped. This, these podcasts are off the top of my head. I mean, I don't do, I don't sit there and bang out like five hours worth of notes and article stuff and reference. I'm looking at this fresh for the first time and laying down some groundwork to how I want to attack it. But I think that's the best way I'm going to, I'm going to check out the ranks. I'm going to bring in maybe three more categories that I like and run through those categories and either elevate guys, you know, or fade them based on stats that are in those categories. I haven't decided I need to look at this another couple more days and just see really take an hour, two hours and play around with the sorting and see what I get 
when I do these and who I like, who I don't like kind of thing. So I'll do that. And I think my strategy, obviously, with uh, player selection, I mean, it, your, your receiver is your deepest class, but you've got a lot of good opportunity for late stuff, for late round guys. I really need to identify late value players that have good opportunities in real life. And that goes back to what I've been talking about. And I always preach that the fantasy world and the NFL world are different. They're similar. They feed each other, but they're different. You can't take fantasy football eyes and say that's what's going to happen in the NFL. And you can't take NFL eyes and say that's what's going to happen in fantasy. However, going the other way, NFL to the fantasy, it does trickle down and translate to a degree. So I need to look at some situations that guys have opportunities on teams to come up, whether it's by injury, whether it's by new coach, new scheme, new system, stuff like that, and kind of factor that in too. It's a lot of different things. I need to get, I think I need to get one of the Athlon mags. I used to love those things. I read them, I read them every day, every year when they come out, the season previews, just kind of see who new additions are on teams, who's gone. Most of them, yeah, we know them. But then other ones you look and you go, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. He, he's, he's not on that team anymore. So I should probably brush up on that quick. So the jump back there, talking about the cheat sheet, let me get you guys, I will tell you this here. This is my cheat sheet for the FCE Eliminator, the Fantasy Cares Eliminator. It's a best ball league. We just wrapped up the draft. And I think I made one of my best cheat sheets ever for this best ball league. It was great. I really put some time in and looked at, guys that I wanted to get for that draft and that league. And this was 17 teams deep for a draft. So that was killer. Holy crap. That was a tough draft. But what I did, I went on Excel, brought in all my data and my players and stats and all that good stuff, ADP, everything. Then I went through and I put in my, dra my draft slot spots, right? And then I marked them off in tiers so for those areas, so ha what did I have in there? I can't even remember now. It was like the seventh, the 708, I don't know, something, seventh round. But in that seventh, you know, I bracketed out the area. And then I went in with two highlights. I took a highlight for a player that I want in that bracket, a player that I'd settle and take. Okay, yeah, I'll take him if he's there. And then a player that's total value, a guy that, if I looked at that bracket and said, how is he still on the board? Then I'm taking him, right? Keep it simple. Three things. So then in those brackets, they run through the ADP just as my draft flows as far as where I'm picking, what position back. It comes back around Snake. Here I am again. Here's a neighborhood of players, whether it's you know this big or that big. Then it's real easy to look and say, okay, this guy, the bracket above you should be pretty much empty. There'll always be a few at the beginnings of the draft. Uh, but as you move along, you'll go back up to those other brackets and go, man, he's still sitting there. I want him. Take him, right? They really helped me put together a decent best ball team. But being 17 teams deep, it's a, that's a tough task there. That's going to be a tough league. Really fun. And I'm going to apply that same strategy for Scott Fishbowl. I'm going to take the draft spot. I'm going to bracket it out. I'm going to make tiers. I'm going to highlight a player I want, player I'm going to take if he's there, and then a player of absolute value. Why is he still on the board? Take his ass. So that's, for me, that will help me in case something goes crazy in the draft or I, I'm on the clock and I'm going, uh, 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 and you're like thinking of a Twitter video you just saw, you know, Twitter hype video or something, or 
something that you just read on Twitter, an article maybe. That's the stuff that can derail you and take you away from your game plan. So after that, I'm going to mock it until perfection. I'm going to run those strategies. I've got three that I'm going to use. I'm going to do a quarterback heavy because it's super flex. I think everybody is. A running back heavy. And then a best player available. I'm going to run each one of those strategies. And I'm going to check out what my strengths and weaknesses are from those mocks. And what those teams are made up like. And take the best one. Whatever one turns the best. I'm going to I'm gonna kind of run along those lines. And we'll see what happens there. So the quick cast is running a little long. I don't want to have it too long. So listen, this is draft week. Like I said, the draft is the next Saturday or coming up here. Let's see how it goes. I'm going to keep some notes. And then I will have a special post-draft episode where I'm going to break down my picks. And this is after all the picks are in. All of them are in the bank. I'm going to open it up. We'll go back and I'll tell you, you know, what I was thinking on the clock at each pick. So I'm going to record them and then I'm going to stash them. Then I'm going to release them when it's over. <laughs> There's no point in doing one pick, one episode and have it be over in five minutes. I'm not going to beat one player to death for half an hour. So check that out. That will come out for sure. And then I'll have a player, a pick, the round I took them in the thoughts. That'll be one complete episode. I'm really looking forward to that. That's going to be good because I didn't do that last season. I should have done that. What can you expect during the draft and after the season starts once you're done listening to the All Access, right? You're going to have to tune into episode three, the last one, because I'll break it all down and I'll have some really good topics in there, things that come up, you know, as you play through the season and much more, much more. So be sure to check that out. If there's anything else you want to know or hear, ask, whatever, hit me up on Twitter, hit the DMs, whatever you want to do. Always available. I'll always respond as quickly as I can. So until then, yeah, all right, this press conference is over. Go away. I no, it's over, Phil. Well, it's what? over.